Nut Nerd Podcast, Episode 120, Apple's Education Extravaganza. Welcome to the Nut Nerd Podcast. I'm Nate Heath and I'm here with Mr. Dave Baylor. Hello, sir. Hello. We have scoured the internet for hours and thousands of articles and listened to hours of podcast literally in the last week to bring you another episode to help you tech better right that's right and i i don't want to say i'm offended i'm a little concerned that my regular banter at the beginning has kind of gotten chopped <laughs> off by your uh Telling people what they're listening to. What the show is about. <laughs> you making fun of num- episode numbers. <laughs> it's almost like what the show is about is more important than what I have to say <laughs> about nothing. Yeah, I'm not going to say that. Yeah. Kind of like Seinfeld was a show about nothing. My banter is just kind of a talking about nothing. Nothing we, of consequence. We hadn't noticed, Dave. We hadn't noticed. <sighs> what are we doing here today? Well, I We got all kinds of stuff. We've got a guest Pro tip of the week, and it's not mine. That's coming up in a little bit. <laughs> it's lot. It's not it's live. An, it's an actual guest besides just me. Uh, we've got some stories, some n- more not news. People love the not news stories, so I got some <laughs> got some articles to hold, hold on. Call out. Do they really? Yes, they do. <laughs> Who's they? Me. <laughs> Let's start off with some follow up. Your mom listens. One of your favorite things that I'm afraid to even mention it. We talked about it months ago. And you're going to <laughs> zoom, 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 not zoom, zoom. <laughs> no, you're going to spend the rest of the episode looking at it on your computer. Was a service called Three Little Words? Yes, where you could map anything in the world with three little words. Mm-hmm. So you could look it up on the map, and then there is a phrase, and I believe it was like ten meters by ten meters, something like that. Uh, yeah, I think ten it's, feet by ten feet. Yeah. Well, Google. <laughs> That's a big difference. But yes, I think it was 10 yes. feet, every 10 feet. Google Maps has also come out with a service. And one of the th- areas where they say it is hugely problematic, here we have a pretty good system of streets and addresses. Yeah, okay, most areas. Most Better areas. than India, where yeah. there is just unnamed roads. And apparently over there, it is a huge issue of trying to figure out where you're actually wanting to go. And we all know that. Longitude and latitude is not the great way. GPS no. coordinates, it's like, yeah, I'm at 402.169 E slash, you know, that's, I don't yeah, even understand it gets how it a, works. It gets a little much. So Google has come up with plus codes, mm. not Google plus. Oh, because we would never want Google to confuse their services. No. Um, but basically, what it comes up with is you have, it is four, eight, About 11 total characters. You have an area code, which is four digits uh, or letters, letters Mm -hmm. or numbers. And then you have the local code, which is uh, four digits and then a plus sign and then two more, which gets you Mm. specifically within, I believe it is, 10 feet. Um, Here's the thing. This seems a little more complicated than three words. Yes, it is. That's one thing. I mean, it could be something, you know, the area code. So in India, you would know what the area code is, and then you would just have to remember the shorter part. But three little words, I think maybe Google needs to look at purchasing three little words and simplifying their system. So who gave Google the right or the power to assign area codes to the planet? Themselves. Because they are the number one mapping system. So it works with Google Maps, obviously. Yeah. Um, so it says, choose a place to explore. So I'm going to click on the Taj Mahal. Yeah, give us an example here. So the Taj Mahal, if we get right there on the inside of it, is actually only... See, I think this is just the part after the area code. So if you knew you were in India, you wouldn't need the area code. You would only need to know 52 gr Plus two V, which isn't horrible. Again, <laughs> not are... three little words. So it, uh, I, I know I, it's a it's a very Google thing what? to do. So let's just break it down again. There's the area code, yes, and then there's the local code, yes. And together, the area code 
and the local code make up your global global code. code yes. And they all seem to be just random characters. Yes. There's no rhyme no. or reason. No, it's not like IND for India for the area code. It's, yes. It's like 8GC2. Yes. A country code. Don't we already have like universal yeah. global country codes that you could use for the area code and then like maybe break things up with the But I the bet country? there are multiple areas within a country. India is very large. Yes, that's true. In Russia, for example, that's a lot of square miles. Yeah. This is true. Good point. So we'll see if this catches on or not. If you are interested in this, you can go to the website plus.codes. Plus.codes. I didn't even know that codes was a... Top-level domain. Yeah, a TLD. Yes. As as they say in the biz. In the biz. (laughs) Plus.codes, you can check that out. Not as good as three little words. No. Uh, We just recently talked about HQ Trivia. The game where you go on and Scott hosts this live trivia game. And I played it today. The article was talking about how you know it's going to be the next TV. Well, it was pulled from the App Store. What the what? Yes, pulled from the App Store. Dave, do you know why it was pulled from the App Store? Hmm, it probably has something to do with the terms of service. It does not. It has to do with the fact that whoever the developer is let their credit card expire (laughs) on their developer account so they couldn't charge them correctly for their developer account so that it was pulled from the store, which is... Yeah, things like that happen. uh, Yes. I just actually, somebody yesterday posted on Facebook a person that I know, and she said, I got this spammy email from Google, and all these people were saying, oh yeah, delete it, don't do it, they want to charge your credit card, because it said nineteen ninety nine. Well, then she posted a picture of the email, it was for Google Drive. So mm. at some point, she had signed up for a year of Google Drive storage for nineteen ninety nine, and the year had gone by, she forgot about it, and so she was freaking out, and I'm like, don't delete this, make sure yeah. before you don't, you know, cancel this charge or whatever, because her credit card had expired, I said, you need to make sure you're not using this and you just don't realize it. Right. So there was a lot of confusion. So on things that. like but, this happen. Yes. That's the point. I'm going to look right now. It is uh, Friday, the, I don't know what day, 23rd. the 23rd. HQ appears to be in the store now. I think they yeah, must have they must resolved have it. it. Back. They paid it. They've got to have some pull too that, to get back in there. There's cool. even a story about it. Wow. So speaking of games, last week your pick of the week was Fortnite. It was, and they have been a huge success apparently in the app store because 1.5 million in in-app purchases. Now, the in-app purchases it's only for clothing and like dance moves, yeah. right? It's not for like. Any actual advantage in the game? I don't think you can get advantages, no. Just so bling. people, It's yeah. just bling. People want to look cool. I mean, if I want the ninja suit or the, the cool Cobra Commander hood looking thing, you know, that's worth 99 cents. Yeah, yeah. So they're they're making some good money. Now, we were both have been playing it, and there's the other game that you had mentioned. Yes. PUBG, it, also known as Player Unknowns Battlegrounds. It is so hard to say that for me. Yes. PUBG, I feel like I have to explain what it is, and I'm going to say, oh, yeah. PUBG, and I'm like, that's Player Unknowns Battlegrounds. But when I'm not looking at it on the screen, I'm like, that's Battle, um, let's see, Player well, and player unknown is the developer, and that's all one word, so that's and even it's a, more confusing. And it's an apostrophe. Player yeah. unknowns. Battle. Just call it battlegrounds. Right? Yeah. Is there a problem with that? You know, we could call it PUBG. Oh, PUBG. <laughs> so it's now free on iOS and Android. There's kind of a competition going on between these two games. They both have some similarities. Same idea. There's an island. A bunch of people get dropped. You're trying to survive. Find weapons do stuff. Yeah. Uh, PUBG, you can get in a car, you can get in a little Jeep and <laughs> I your team can get in the, I got down to you. the last, I think the last three or four. Yeah. And I had gotten there. Um, cause two of the people I just ran over with a car. Yeah. It was yeah. so fun. I know I, I did the same. So yeah. they are both violent games, but, um, they're addictive. You just <laughs> want to play one more round. So I'm trying to control myself on that. Yeah. Uh, Facebook, Mm-hmm. They were big in the news uh, this last week. A lot of information about the Cambridge Analytic Analytica, which we heard about um, during the election stuff. They were a data 
analytics company that had gathered a lot of information from Facebook, and then so all these revelations are coming out. You can go read it if you want. I had to I had to uh, check my heart because I because when I mentioned Facebook, I thought that my heart rate was going to increase. It did a little bit. It's eighty two now. It was seventy nine yes. a moment ago. Uh, yeah, Facebook. I just. People, You're having hard times. I'm having a hard time. I don't like Facebook. I have to use Facebook. I like the idea of Facebook, but I was sharing with you a bit earlier, and then you cut me off because you're like, we need to talk about this on the show. Yes. But they have this horrible track record of just disregarding people's privacy, changing the privacy settings from private to public, just at a whim, taking away when features. When was the last time that happened? Though? Oh, a couple years ago. Because huh. yeah. I, I was saying I hadn't heard of it, and I've been on well, look it up. for like five years ago. Now. No, I've been on it since the beginning, almost the beginning. And it's just scammy-type behavior where they change things, and people uh, don't realize the permissions that they're giving. The tools that they give you to control what you share and not share have been really terrible. You're coming in at the culmination where all this stuff has been fixed, yes. but there have been problems in the past. Uh, but anyway – Every one of our listeners should know that anything you give to Facebook, just assume it's out there. Nothing's private. It's going to be shared with advertisers, probably with governments, uh, other companies. It doesn't. There's nothing sacred. They're willing to do anything with your data because uh, Mark Zuckerberg has this worldview that all connections and all data and all communication should be free and open. And he pushes against local and uh, national laws very hard. Until he gets like right on the line and then has to get shut down. So uh, anyway, that's the deal. I wish an alternative would come out. There never probably will be. I was listening to Ben Thompson this week on the Stratechery yes. <laughs> podcast. and he's, Exponent. Yeah, Exponent. And he's basically saying, you know what? Facebook may have just ruined it for anybody wanting to do social media in the future mm. because there are probably going to be these laws and it's going to – crack down on all this stuff and make it hard for any other developer to come in and make a social network because of privacy concerns. But that just means that they're the incumbent, right? And they're going to be, they're going to be ruling the world. So was this intentional? Was it not? Hmm. Makes me put my pinky to my, my mouth and go, Hmm. Hmm. Well, yeah, I, I do have a different perspective on it. I, they have obviously had some failures. Um, this, Cambridge Analytica, they stored data that they weren't supposed to store. Um, a lot of the reason why this is getting so much attention is because of who won the last presidential election. Now, we are the most nonpartisan tech podcast on the internet, but there are a lot of people that are not so nonpartisan yeah. and have strong feelings about our current president. And so they are, that's why there, a lot of this outrage exists. Mm-hmm. Now, one of the things one of the perspectives that I heard that I thought was good because Google does most of the same things, but it's the expectations. Google, you are going to search out to the internet where people use Facebook. They think it's inclusive. They didn't real, didn't fully understand. Mm-hmm. And well, and one of the most egregious things about this revelation is that Cambridge analytics was able to get information from people who didn't, explicitly give them the permission yes. to do so. So it was other users giving them information on your behalf. And that's outrageous. If yes. it's my information, I need to be included in whether or not I share it. I wouldn't expect that, oh, well, I know Nate. And Nate says, yes, I agree that my information is going along with that. So that's kind of the scummy, shady trickery yes. that just infuriates me. Yeah, so the article that we'll have in the show notes, it has a link to go to your Facebook app settings. Now, these are all the third parties that have access. When I walked into the room, Dave was furiously (laughs) deleting everything listed in there. So I have not done that. (laughs) I have... I so logged in with Facebook. So these are apps mm-hmm. that I've used my Facebook account. You go, it's easy. You don't have to have a separate login account. I have 168 apps listed in there. Okay. Now let's look at a few of these. The first one, Airbnb, mm-hmm. a respectable company. They, I'm. We think we, we think, have no we reason. Know. We have no reason to believe that they're doing anything nefarious. Now in here, I can just do the remove. And get out of there. But there's also a little pencil for edit settings. Mm. So if I click on that, 
It says, the first thing is app visibility. This setting controls who on Facebook can see that you use this app. I have that set to only me. This is before I even looked in this. The public profile, that's required because they need some of that public information. Friend list, you can uncheck friend list. You can uncheck your birthday, uncheck your education history, uncheck your hometown, your current city, what your other likes are so that Airbnb wouldn't know what my other likes are, your email address. Um, this app can send you notifications, yes, but then there's also the options for if they want to be able to post, which that used to be a big problem, like Candy Crush would just post all the time to your feed for you. Mm -hmm. Very few apps will do that yeah. anymore because it's just so negative. Um, yeah. So and then at the bottom it has learn more and choose the info this app can use, learn how apps can use your info, remove info collected by the app, and get help from app developers. So there are really is a lot of granularity. So that's Airbnb. I don't have a reason to not trust them. Now, here's another one in the list, which is Anchorman 2 Scotchy Scotch Toss. Which <laughs> Some was game. A, a game, yes, that came out the same time as Anchorman 2, where you could toss your scotch, scotch into at various targets. Wow. That one, I have no idea who the developers are. They shouldn't have any information. So all that to say... I would strongly suggest you just go in here and at least know what's going on. There's probably some of these that you want to remove because you're not using them anymore. Mm -hmm. um, like a, a cult of Mac deals. I, I don't like their, they have a pretty scammy stuff. So I'm just going to remove that. Um, Dude Perfect was a game that I played a hundred years ago. Dude Perfect. Yes. The YouTube stars. But so um, when we started, um, I had 53 because I'd gotten rid of some before, yeah. but I decided just to get rid of practically everything. So I just have one game in here that has information linked to my profile. Guess what that game is? <laughs> Zoom Zoom. <laughs> the Disney Zoom Zoom because yes. my, my wife and I share hearts back and forth, and we do that through Facebook. Uh, but as I'm looking, it has information uh, the visibility is only to me, so other people can't see that I have it installed. Uh, the public profile, which is required, uh, friend list. Um, it has information about my friend list because otherwise, how's it going to know who else is playing Sum Sum? Um, and then notifications and all that stuff. So it's good to get into the habit of looking through mm. the information that these apps have access to. Yes. Because otherwise, how do you even know? Yep. You would never even know. Yeah, and some of them might not show up in there. Like if it was some quiz or something you did and they've removed themselves, they you know got that information. But I would, yeah, strongly recommend at least taking a look through there, deleting any that you don't know. But do realize any of them that you do delete for services you use, that means you probably won't be able to log into that service with your Facebook account anymore, which mm -hmm. uh, makes things really convenient. So I, I kind of also, my take on the Facebook thing is... Uh, and Zuckerberg came out, I'll link to some of his remarks finally on the topic, is it's kind of like back in the 80s, I don't know if where this story was in your Kansas world, but Jack in the Box. <laughs> there occasionally there. Late 80s, early 90s, they had a huge E. coli breakout. They did. Now in that. Oregon, we did not have Jack in the Box at the time, so it was kind of off our radar. But I always told people, I'll go back to Jack and Box, same with Chipotle, because they're going to be under such stringent requirements moving forward after this thing because yeah. the FDA or whoever, Food and Drug Administration. They're use them as an example. And be checking them. You know, they're probably going to have to do all this extra stuff. Now, Facebook is a big uh, behemoth of a service, and so it's going to take a while. Zuckerberg even said that to get it all figured out. Um, but I do believe it can be fixed. So hmm. with that, we agree to disagree or disagree to disagree. We'll disagree to disagree. <laughs> Enough of that. It is time to move on to Dave's Pro Tip of the Week. Well, we have a guest pro tipper. Let's listen up. Dylan has uh, called in. Was it a call? Was it an email? It what? was an email with of a an voice audio file. of an audio file. Well, let's hear what he has to say. Hello, Not Nerds. My name is Dylan, and I'd like to share a life-changing Ultra Pro technology tip with you. The Apple TV, it's this neat little box. It's a thing you hook up to your TV so you can stream your parents' Netflix account. 
There's also some apps on there, maybe some games. Uh, I don't know. I don't really. I'm not really sure. But with all these amazing features, you might think that Apple has created the perfect product. But you shouldn't think that because if you do, you're wrong. If you already own one of these technological wonders, you of course know what I'm talking about. The Apple TV's major shortcoming, it's that microscopic remote control. It's a sliver of aluminum. It's barely larger than your finger. It's so thin, it only has two dimensions. Most people spend more time searching their couch cushions for this thing than they do searching for a date on Tinder. Anyways, my solution is this. You get yourself some 3M Scotch double-sided mounting tape, part number 414. You can get this at any hardware store, Lowe's, Home Depot carries it, anywhere, any hardware place should be fine. Now, simply tape your Apple TV remote to the back of your regular TV remote. You could also tape it to like a hubcap or a scrap of 2x4. You can put it right on, stick it to your forearm. Anything as long as it's bigger than the cracks in your couch cushions. That's the real key here. Now, this tape is really strong. It's going to bond with just about anything. So do yourself a favor and put in a fresh set of batteries before you do this because when you have to take these things apart, it's really, really tough. So there you go. No more searching for the remote when you stumble into the living room at 3 a.m. You can enjoy your Taco Bell while you queue up an episode of Rick and Morty as quickly as your drunk fingers can push those buttons. Anyway, that's all. I hope this helps. Thank you, Dylan. I I will say that the Rick and Morty at 3 a.m. being drunk is an oddly specific (laughs) example. Yes. And quick note, (laughs) as both my wife and Dave mentioned before they realized who it was, and you're thinking to yourself, man, that guy should have a podcast. Well, he does. Radio Blackout. I was a guest on their show a while back, right? uh, and I went to their live show. But uh, yes, thank you, Dylan, for the pro tip. Good thoughts and a great storytelling. Yes. And yeah, I really appreciate that. I have a few things to add uh, in two categories. One, the tape category and the battery issue. One with the tape, you can save yourself a trip to Home Depot if you in your uh, junk drawer have just double stick tape. Now, depending on the shape of your TV's remote control, a flat single piece of double stick tape may or may not work for you. Yes. Cause it may not be thick enough. Uh, there's the puffy tape that you can get that works quite well and then if you're really lazy and you've got some of those wall hanger plastic things they come with those little double stick oh, little tabs the little tabs those work okay too yes. and then you can pull that tab out to release oh. you know you can use as intended there we will link to amazon carries the scotch now he has 414 the, the 414 is the scotch extreme <laughs> mounting tape that's why he gave these several disclaimers on the strength of adhesive yeah this isn't your grandma's double-sided tape right and regarding the batteries one um i do this at my house now i don't have the fancy newer uh oh, apple yeah. tv i have the <clears throat> older one and it came originally with the aluminum remote control which my kids lost. Oh. So I'm using one of the retro white remote controls that comes with MacBooks back in the day. Way back. Way back. Yes. The Apple computers used to come with a remote control, folks. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, they're great uh, because they're smaller yes. and they're very easy to use. But I taped that to the back of our television remote control because I don't want it to get lost again. So this yeah. is a great tip. But regarding the battery, maybe place the tape in the remote control, not over the battery compartment of your main remote control, yeah. if that's possible. And two, the new Apple remote control charges via a lightning connector yes. cable. So, so you don't have to replace those yeah, batteries. As long as, as long as that's the one you're charging, you just charge it up. Anyway, great tip. Thank you so much. If others of you have tips or questions, please let us know. What's our number uh, that they can call into? Our number is 608-618-NERD. That is 608-618-6373. Yes. And we would love to hear from you. It's been kind of crickets for a while. Yes. I've been thinking about calling it and just trying to disguise my voice. But <laughs> oh, good. Because we need some more of your impressions. <laughs> yeah, we do. We do. 
Well, thanks again. What, what's up next? Let's move on to some takes. The story's going on. Apple, they kind of did a surprise. There was rumors that maybe we were going to have a March event. Then it was kind of like, well, it's getting kind of late in March. And then they said they sent out invites to a March event. And you think, oh, everybody's going back to the Apple Park campus, to yeah. the new Steve Jobs Theater. Nope. We're going to a high school in Chicago. Because that's where you go to make For an Apple event, yes. Yeah. So it's going to be an education event. And... Uh, so we're recording this early. Spring break's coming up. Schedules are crazy. We're recording this Friday the 23rd. It is Tuesday the 27th. Yeah. So this episode will air after the event happens. Yes. So we're going to cut to a insert from after the event right now. Uh, this morning, Apple held a education event in Chicago, and we paid attention, and so we thought we'd get you updated for this week's podcast. Yes, it was, I wouldn't say exciting, but I was glad to see a few things that came out. Yeah. Um, and I apologize. I am. I have a cold, so if I sound a little bit different, it's probably not the phone line. It's me yeah. and my stuffed head. But the big news, I don't want to bury the lead. The big news was a new 9.7-inch iPad with pencil support. You can think of this as replacing the entry-level $329 iPad that you can go to Best Buy today to pick up. This replaces that and adds some more um, professional features, gives it pencil support, and for the education market, drops the price to $299. For everyone else, it's going to be $329. Yeah, so the cheaper, well, I think they had a model for education that was 299 but they definitely updated. The pencil support is huge. Uh, they're going to have a new third-party crayon, they're going to call it, from Logitech, uh, which I would like that. I'd like a smaller pencil uh, myself. But And it's coming in at $49, and it's unclear whether it supports the actual pencil technology or if it's just a Bluetooth uh, yeah, stylus full functionality. My guess is it, it does have the full functionality or else why would they bother? Yeah. You know, that's but. a good point. Uh, other than that, it was a lot of education applications, a lot of stuff for teacher management, the application that they could manage students from an iPad. They can now be able to do it from a Mac. So if they have a Mac on their desk, they can take care of that. Uh, assignments, handouts, student progress. The data is private, which is very key news these days. And then there's this new class kit for integrated apps, which I thought this was pretty cool. You could have, you could give an assignment and say they need to go to a specific portion of a third-party app and do whatever they need to do, and that's all manageable now. Yeah, that was pretty cool. And in addition to those type of integrations, they released updates to the iWorks app, and now they work with the Apple Pencil. Before, they didn't support that. So now you can, uh, there's annotation, smart annotation you can draw on stuff, very much like the new Surface um, products from Microsoft, where kind of anywhere on screen you can just annotate stuff. I don't know that this is baked in as deeply, but at least for the iWork apps, that is true, and especially for Pages, which is their Microsoft Word equivalent. Um, And new content for GarageBand, sound packs for kids, uh, the Clips app, they've got new styles and posters and all that stuff. And I think it's all focused around kids who will be giving presentations and those type of things. It's giving them tools to make their their slides and their presentations more fun and interactive. Well, I think what we should do is let everybody get back to the normal episode, and then maybe in next week's episode we'll dig in a little deeper, see how this compares to what Google and Microsoft are doing, all that stuff. But we did want to give you a quick update since it's going to be all the news today because when Apple has an event, it's all the news. Uh, most of the education stuff doesn't come out till June, which I saw somebody trying to have a hot take saying, Whoa, just in time for school to get out for three months. Well, teachers aren't going to just implement a completely new system during the school year. So that's when you would release something so you have the summer to get it all set up. And the IT guys are thinking Apple right now so that they don't have to try to do this this afternoon. Yeah, they've been – in the past, Apple's released information and stuff like this in the summer or closer to the school buying year. And now they're getting on it early. So it's, it's a nice change. 
Makes sense. Well, we'll let everybody get back to the regular episode of me coming from parts unknown spring break this week and you from parts of your home. But we wanted to get this update in there since we were paying attention to it this morning and you'll probably hear something about it while you're listening to this podcast. Well, thank you, future Dave and Nate. That was so enlightening. Yes. I'm. If we would have actually known now what the – we could have gotten all the rumors right. Yeah. I have my ideas, but – why waste them here? We're going to know the real information soon. Yes. So we'll see if the link in the show notes about what was expected for the event yeah. uh, actually happened. Um, California will send residents election information through Nextdoor. Now, the Nextdoor app, I don't mm-hmm. know if we've talked about that on the show. But I have it. And yes. May, and maybe I talked about it. Our homeowners association, of which I'm a board member, oh, yes. uh, a few months ago, I said, you know, I would really like to start getting our neighborhood connected to next door. I tried it years ago. Mm. There's like you have to have like five people sign up and oh, there was to like get it started. me and my wife. Yeah. It wasn't enough. And so I went back in and it's like exploded. Like yeah. the entire the entire part of the city was like one giant neighborhood. And I'm yep. like, wait a minute, we're like stuck in the middle of this giant we're an island in the middle of the town. Yes. And so it took me uh, trying to get a hold of the person who set up the boundaries oh. because you kind of are the owner when yeah. you do that. And he's like, I don't even live in that neighborhood anymore. I don't know oh, how you geez. got my information. And I said, well, can you go in and change the settings? And and then I contacted support. and they were, So all that being said, I was able to carve out our little Z-shaped neighborhood oh, nice. from the greater yeah. hole. So you can split it up and yeah. have, get those – True neighborhood notifications. Yeah, so I am now the manager of our neighborhood. Nice. So you know, if you guys need me to change something, let me know because I'm the, I'm in control. Yes. Uh, so California is going to send out some election information through it, which is great. It's you should sign up for it. There's a good chance your neighborhood, yeah, um, yeah our greater area. There's a ton of people. Our neighborhood has some in it, mm-hmm. um, but. A good way to get information out there. It's you get some notifications if there's something urgent. You can log in to see who's got extra, you know, bark dust or yeah. stuff like that. Well, when I first saw this, I was a little leery. I'm like, are they going to like use this as the voting mechanism? They're not. It's just to send out information. I'm again, I'm a little leery that they're using a private uh, third party company to manage official state business, yeah. I would rather the state create an application and put uh-huh. it on iOS and Android that you can do all this stuff through. I know you, you're you like, Ugh, but... Have you ever been to a government website? But have you ever noticed these third-party companies aren't great with your data? Facebook. Uh, Facebook? Oh, you beat me to it. So I'm like, I don't trust them. Yeah. I don't trust third-party companies uh, to keep the information safe and nor do i trust the government to make a good application so the lesser <laughs> of two evils would probably be the state developing their own application yeah. and i i i honestly do hope that someday i can just bring up an app and when it's like vote for the mayor vote for city council vote for whatever i can just go click 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 send yeah oh, how much how much more involvement would we get from people yeah. if they could do it that simply yeah it would be amazing well and in oregon we are very fortunate where we have Mail-in voting, so they literally do send you paper to your house, and you can do it, and people still don't do it. I know. But, Come on. Yes. What's wrong with you people? <laughs> Just a reminder, we are the most nonpartisan tech podcast on the internet. And if you don't vote, you can't complain. That's yeah. all i got to say. A couple of weeks ago, we talked about the um, Israeli company, Celebrite, that uh, – what was the guy's name? Not Boris. <laughs> You made up some name of the guy that would fly to your uh, law enforcement agency and unlock an iPhone for you. Well, there's another service called Gray Key. And now this one's kind of mystifying. There's some pictures that have come out. Somebody got some information on it. Basically, you plug an iPhone into this thing, let it sit there for two minutes, and then unplug it. And then at some point, it'll just display the pin code. And the four digit, it happens very quickly. Six digit, which is why we recommend six digit. Mm-hmm. It takes longer. And if you really have stuff on your phone, you don't want the uh, the law to know about. <laughs> Use a alphanumeric, like a regular password. You can set that up. Yeah. Because this device, it would take 
a long, long time before that. But for some reason, somehow, they say that they're able to do this where any phone, you just plug it in for a couple minutes and then it processes it through and then it just pops up. So there's something in the boot sequence where they can get mm-hmm. in there just at the right spot and start cracking things and try passcodes until they find they get around mm-hmm. Apple's built-in protections against that. Um, yeah. So kind of interesting. Again, I don't know the real world and how quickly. I This one's interesting, whereas Celebrite is a service. This one, you actually buy the device. Yeah. One's like 15000 one's 25000 They have two models, the Deluxe or the <laughs> Plus model. Why would you not get the Plus model? Yes. But I was thinking about it, and... You probably can't upgrade this thing. So if you're, you know, Portland Police Department, you're like, we're buying one of these gray keys. We Here's our $25,000. And then the next week, Apple releases an update that breaks the device so it doesn't work anymore. What about the rights of people who own those devices? Like, the- <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know it was stand-up hour. I didn't know we were doing open mic on the Not Nerd podcast. Hey, uh, as, a, as a quick sidestep... I've been collecting in Evernote a list of stand-up comedy jokes, oh. and when I get to critical mass, I'm gonna I'm gonna Just do a do show. A, we'll do a bonus. Yeah. Ep- we'll do a poor, <laughs> for sale episode. We'll do. No. We'll release a comedy album on <laughs> iTunes that you can purchase for nine ninety nine. No, it's going to be even better. I'm going to go to a comedy comedy club where there's an open mic night, and you're yes. going to record it with your iPhone. Yes, and we're just going to release the thing. I love it. <laughs> it's going to be terrible. That is an amazing. That might be the best sidestep we've ever had. All right. What do we um, got next? Google Photos. We love Google Photos. Oh, they're the best. Hey, before you even get into this story, I was looking for a picture of a ceiling. Yeah. I typed in ceiling. It showed up. Yeah. Uh, we showing... were looking for some IT stuff. I searched for cables, yeah. <laughs> and it, we got a picture of the server room that we needed, and I was able How to send it know, to you. How do I know, man? How oh, do I know? It's so great. <laughs> ceiling. <laughs> You were looking for a picture of a ceiling. Well, I could get into it, but I don't think our listeners Yeah, care. we don't have time. Maybe we'll do a bonus episode. Yeah. Uh, Google Lens is a service that they have where you can do visual search and assistance. It's rolling out to iOS. It's been on in Google Photos on Android. So when you mm-hmm. go in there and you can take a picture, it'll give you information from it. Oh, yeah. Um, so very cool service. If you're not using Google Photos, do it. Do the free unlimited backup. You'll thank us when you drop your phone in the toilet. <laughs> Um, on a sadder note, uh, what in, could be sadder than dropping yeah, your phone in a toilet? In I believe it was Arizona. There was a self-driving Uber vehicle that oh, was yes. doing testing, and it struck and killed a pedestrian. Now, there I'm not going to link there. They actually released some of the video just before the accident, mm-hmm. um, trying to explain it. You know, I had an opportunity to watch it. I chose not to. Yeah, they. I think it was just on the news. They just started showing it, and I was kind of surprised. Why? Um, so there was somebody in the car that was kind of monitoring things. They showed them they were looking away here and there, but yeah, I mean, that's what they're supposed to do. You're I not do gonna... that when I'm driving. Yes. I look at this ditch. I look yeah. at my dash. You know, And the pedestrian was, apparently it was a homeless person crossing in dark of night mm-hmm. between two trees on this kind of, yeah. not in an intersection or anything. It was a person who was in a place they should not have yes. been. Yeah. Um, that being said, some of the analysis I've read is the fact that the LIDAR that they use on these self-driving vehicles, it yeah. should have been able to sense, even in the dark, this person. But again, if the car's going 40 miles per hour, there's only so much you can do. Yeah. So they halted all their self-driving stuff, which you need to do while you figure it out. But hundreds of people die every day from yeah. normal car accidents. Well, and someone was making that claim. They're like, well, 103 people died in car accidents to this one that day but i'm yeah. like yeah but how many of those were driver vehicles and how many were driverless vehicles yeah yeah so what are the percentages the when percentages you have are not what you 100 think they million are. drivers <laughs> on the road and you have 10 yeah. self-driving cars the percent you have to look at the percentage yeah 100 um, self-driving cars percentage goes way up but regardless it's it's tragic yes. and it's sad but unfortunately when High-speed, heavy vehicles are traveling down a road. These things are going to happen regardless of if it's a robot or a person operating the machinery. Yes. Uh, And 
I somebody linked to this website. It's crashnotaccident.com. Uh, and just a very interesting take. A couple of years ago, I was fortunate enough to go to a driving driver <laughs> education course. I remember this. <laughs> yes. Uh, for, I, you know, something about a seatbelt or something like that. So I got to go to this class and the instructor was talking about the fact there are no car accidents. There's a reason an accident, that means, well, we can just write it off because it was an accident. You know, I accidentally dropped my coffee. You know, it's different. Yeah. So this pledge, you pledge on this website, I will not call traffic crashes accidents. I will educate others about why crash is a better word. Because we don't call it a plane accident if a plane falls out of the sky. Hmm. Um, so traffic crashes are fixable problems. If it's a distracted driver, if it's an issue with software, what if, if it's somebody being where they're not supposed to be or doing something they shouldn't do, we need to figure out why and fix that. We can't just say, oh, it was an accident. So I, just an interesting yeah. uh, thing that they were talking about. I don't know if you you seem by your facial expression that you're very upset that anybody would want to call it that instead no, of an accident. No, I want an, an alternative I don't like either option. I think it should be an incident. Yes. Because it's something that happened. True. It doesn't imply guilt. Yes. And I think uh, society will get over this quick and self-driving cars cannot come soon enough. No, I want book. I want to be able to convert my current car into a self-driving car oh, for $500. No. <laughs> yes. Twice the value of your vehicle. Uh, some not news stories. So <laughs> this one cracked me up, came out this week. And it was from The Verge, who they're a very large tech site, but they can be very, um, I like to call them the hipster of tech websites. Mm. They're very, and the, the headline. they got the dark rim glasses yes, and the little the, hats. The leather band on their wrist and yeah. the scarf on an 80 degree day. <laughs> no offense to any of our hipster listeners. Um, I am anti-scarf though. That's for another episode, another podcast, <laughs> the, the scarfless podcast, <laughs> yes. uh, the bare neck podcast. So the headline is Apple AirPods colon the audio file review, which in, assumes that for some reason it took somebody an audio file a year and a half to yeah. review these. Everyone no. else is wrong. Yes. Yeah. Vlad Savov who reviews a lot. <laughs> Yes. Vlad, really? Yes, Vlad Savov. I believe he's over in maybe the UK. Well, One that, of the last times I saw him doing some stuff. That makes he was more over sense there. if he's not in the US. But he... Uh, here, I'll read the first paragraph of the article. Okay. As the Verge's resident headphones obsessive, I'm not supposed to like the AirPods. My initial reaction upon first seeing them many months ago... Many months ago? Yeah, 14 months ago, they came out 15 months ago, and they were announced 24 months ago. Many is not very descriptive. No, was to pour scorn on Apple's designers for crafting a pair of expensive and easy-to-lose cigarette butts. The AirPods were the resurrection of the awful Bluetooth headsets of years past, I thought. But this year, I finally got around to testing a pair of the AirPods for myself, and I finally understand why everyone who owns them loves them. How many times have we, how many articles have we covered? How many times have we said this? Because everybody that tries the AirPods, oh, these are actually amazing. I didn't think they were. Well, did you read anybody else's review? Well, if he's the resident headphone obsessive, why didn't he review because these he, when they came out? he thought they were just going to be easy to lose and they're expensive. It's like if you're in a sense. headphone obsessive, you have much more expensive pairs of headphones. Well, I, I don't think we can call him a headphone obsessive if he doesn't try new headphones from Apple when yeah, they come out. Yes. That's like me saying, "Well, I'm a I'm an Apple laptop obsessive person and when the new one comes out, I wait 14 months to even look at it." It's like, "Well, I don't think my title is accurate." Yeah. <laughs> anyway, you have this under the not news. It is. It's not news. I judge that. It's it's them grabbing We after. judge thee, Vlad. Yeah. It's like everybody stop talking about the AirPods. We can get everybody to click on this to see what they're saying about AirPods. Yeah. Uh next not news. This one I just come on. There is a new robot tortoise <laughs> that shows kids that robot abuse is bad. I'm glad you put this in the not news section because when I was reading through the links, I'm like, why? I have so many things I want to say negative about this, but I'm glad that you agree with So me. my daughter, she is 20 months old. She loves turtles. 
and this is a little tortoise, a toto, a cute little robot. And if kids are mean to it, it reacts to let them know that they're being mean to the robot. Because this is how far we've run out of problems: yeah. is that we need to make sure that robot robots' feelings aren't hurt. What? Well, this here's the thing: I think the root. Uh, Many of these things are manifestations of a root cause. Maybe you should teach your toddler not to be a freaking jerk that goes around and hitting stuff and kicking stuff and breaking stuff. Actually parent your kid. So another sidestep. We're at a musical event for one of my kids were in the other night. And there were three or four, I'm going to say probably eight-year-olds, eight to ten-year-olds, who during the concert were running up and down the aisles of the stands. And these are like bleachers that like bounce and make noise while students are performing. And the parents were nowhere to be seen. They were like three sections over. Like these are the type of kids who will break a robot. Yeah. And the problem isn't the robot. The problem is crappy parenting. So just anyway. a reminder, this is the most nonpartisan tech podcast hey, on the internet. No, that parenting, good parenting has nothing to do with partisism, part, no. partisan. Au contraire, mon frere. You don't have newborns and see what other parents' uh, feelings are. Well, feral children are one of my, your, what's the word, pet peeves. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I have many. Actually, one I of should, your robot tortoise pet peeves. Yeah, you I should start a pet peeve podcast. I should make a podcast of all the pet peeves that I have. And yeah, it's going to be that, Dave's peeves Dave's or something. Peeves. <laughs> Peeve Dave. Uh, Two quick other stories to wrap up our takes. Samsung is looking into Galaxy S9 touchscreen issues. There's uh, been a growing number of reports of dead spots Mm. on uh, the touchscreens, which is not a good thing. Well, at least they're not exploding this time (laughs) around. Oh, I had to say it. (laughs) Um, Another one, Ford has a new online dealership. Now, there's quite a few... I'll say this, the car buying experience is one that is just ripe for being completely blown away and changed. And mm-hmm. so there are some, there's CarMax, there's uh, Carvana, there's a couple different services that have apps for shopping for car, simplifying the car buying mm-hmm. process, but Ford's just going full online dealership. I, like many people, completely hate the car buying experience and I will go as long as I can without having to ever talk to or visit a dealership. And so something like this intrigues me, but I'm still dealing with Ford. I don't think I really want to deal with the manufacturer of the car. I just want it to be a product that's sold like a computer or whatever. I can just go to the store, buy it for what it's worth. I don't want to get the undercarriage protection plan (laughs) or the, the blinged tire accessory coating extra coating package. Yeah. And, what other product in the world you buy brand new from a dealership who puts a stupid plastic sticker on the back with the name of their dealership? Oh, like, yes. in what world is that okay? So anyway, the whole experience I don't like. You, you just made enough money off of me, and now you're yeah. wanting to advertise yes. on my $20,000 vehicle. Anyway, this is uh, industry ripe for disruption, which is what you were alluding to earlier, and that this couldn't happen soon enough. Um, although – I would buy a Tesla from Tesla yeah. online yeah. because you you can't haggle with those guys. It's like this is the price of the yeah. car. You buy the thing. That's that's all I want in life. And this one, if you know you want a Ford, a new Ford, you're going to want to go straight to this site because the advantage of the other services is you can shop all kinds of cars. But mm-hmm. if you know you, you need a Ford? a Ford F-150 and you know what you want, you go there and get rid of the hassle because if you look at the holistic cost – Maybe even if you pay a little bit more, but don't have to spend two days camped out at a dealership talking to yeah. somebody about financing. Yeah. And then they admit that they don't even have a manager when they say, I went to go talk yes. to a manager. It's like, oh. I was just on a coffee break. It's like, my time is valuable. Exactly. You know what else is valuable? Our picks of the week. Yes, they are. And I'm going to give you a pick of the week that is not free. What? I know. I was going to say... There's nothing greater value than something that's free, but the update was free. Uh, uh, we've talked long and hard over the years about which music service is the best. Yes. Is it Apple Music? Is it Amazon Prime Music Unlimited? Is it Spotify? What is the thing? Well, I've, 
I've been on the edge and ready to jump ship from Spotify yeah, for a while. You have. I've talked you down from you the have. edge. They, I, there are things, the interface is microscopic. I get a bigger phone, they scale the the text down on the bigger phone. I want more buttons. I want yes. better interface. And so I'm ready to just dump this platform. Well, the one thing that I wanted was to be able to control it in a vehicle. And mm. so this new feature came out where there's a little microphone and you can say, play uh, Party in the USA and it'll just play it. I don't yes. have to try to type on the microscopic buttons or lean over in the car, which I'm not supposed to do, but yeah, you know, it happens or throw my phone to, into the back to the kids and say, play Miley Cyrus. Dang it. I can just hit the button and it works. Nice. It's magical. So my pick of the week is the new updated Spotify app. If you have Spotify service, hit the search button. Uh, it, it'll bring up a screen with a microphone on it or pro tip. Just hold on the search button at the bottom. It's a little magnifying glass, and it will automatically switch to microphone mode. Very nice. I like it. Let me. You I'm try trying it, right it now? out now. No, it's not. Oh, there. It's giving me the instructions. But enough <laughs> of that. My pick of the week is an application that has been around forever, and I don't think in 119 previous episodes we've ever mentioned it. I couldn't find it in the show notes. It is an application that is out for just about every operating system, I believe. Windows, Mac, Linux, Android, and iOS. Yes, and it is called VLC, and it is put out by the Video LAN organization. It is completely free. They're currently on version 3.0.1 for Mac, mm-hmm. um, but sometimes you get... It's not as much anymore, but it used to be you'd download a video file or you'd get some audio file or something. It just wouldn't work. Most of the time, we're just going to YouTube or whatever to watch stuff now. Yeah. But if you have video files that you need to watch on your computer, this is going to be the one to go. Like Windows Media Player is one of the worst applications ever oh. created in the history of the world if you use a Windows machine. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mac has QuickTime, but it doesn't play all the different file types. Yeah. Um, VLC, it'll handle it. They've made tons of improvements to make the user interface a little better. You can rotate videos to watch them. You can speed them up. You can slow them down, adjust volume very granularly. And can't you export as other formats as well? Yes, you can. So VLC, go check it out. Get a copy on your computer, on your device, just in case you need it. It's very small. It's 33 megabytes. Um, two hundred. The number is actually counting up. People must be listening to the podcast live. Uh, 60, almost 6,100,000 downloads of the current version on Mac alone. Wow. Um, so it is very popular. And again, Android and iOS too. Sometimes if somebody emailed you some weird video file, it would let you go uh, be able to watch it in VLC. Mm-hmm. So, And you mentioned something about uh, listening to us live. If you, dear listener, would love to uh, listen to a live broadcast of the Not Nerd Show, then you must come to our my office here at yes. work. I'm not going to tell you where it is, but yeah, this is where you have to be. I'll open the door and put a chair out for you to listen. It'll be yeah. very awkward, but uh, uh, let us know if you're interested. And for that. our huge Linux listening database, they have versions for 10 different versions of Linux. Holy so cow. I believe it's all, it's a based on open source software, uh, as far as I know, but yeah. this it's is probably a great why, project. It's probably why I don't um, use Linux, because yes. there are 10 versions of it. Yes, um, this is true. Uh, we are going to wrap up episode 120 of the podcast. We thank you so much for listening. Share it with a friend so both of you can tech better. We're on episode 120. Yeah. Smoke them out back. You got your marijuana. Am I right? Is that the right number? You are not right. One 300 more episodes. 20 minutes after <clears throat> the top of the Six hour. Six more years and we'll be there. <laughs>